Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John Lewis, reportedly the next head coach of the Aztecs. John Schaefer with you here on the wrap-up show. Want to hear from you tonight. What do you make of this hire by San Diego State? Um, reported hire by San Diego State. Um, we'll see if it is, in fact, Sean Lewis. Multiple sources, multiple outlets um, reporting that Sean Lewis will be the next head coach at San Diego State. What are his first order uh, and orders of business on the Mesa, San Diego State has scheduled um, some type of major announcement for tomorrow morning, and we'll see if that does coincide again with the introduction of Sean Lewis, Colorado's offensive coordinator, as the next head coach on the Mesa at San Diego State. My name is John Schaefer. This is the wrap-up show presented by our friends at Higher Impact Financial, Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. We'll tell you more about Eric as we continue on over the next 45 minutes or so. As you make your way in, I've only been doing this for – the wrap-up show on YouTube, maybe four, three or four or five months. I've been calling it a passion project. If you're here live or on replay, I would really appreciate it if you subscribe. I have year-round content for Aztec fans, football and men's basketball primarily. So if you're here, whether it's live or on replay, if you wouldn't mind telling people about the channel, if you wouldn't mind sharing the channel, if you wouldn't mind hitting the like button for me, following me on Twitter at John Schaefer, J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R, subscribing. Uh, none of this costs a penny. Would really appreciate it. Um, and looking forward to interacting with college football fans tonight, Aztec fans tonight as well. Um, I said earlier today on John and Jim, I consider it to be a really savvy hire by J.D. Wicker. I give J.D. Wicker and the um, athletic department, administration, university a lot of credit for a hire like this. Um, Sean Lewis has run some really efficient offenses. He's an offensive innovator. He's a disciple of Dino Babers at Syracuse. He was one of the youngest head coaches, if not the youngest head coach in America at Kent State, completely turned around the program with no resources whatsoever, had the first uh, overall total offense in FBS football in 2020, had a top five overall offense in 2021, had a previously, I think at Bowling Green as no C, had a top five offense as well. Um, the guy has been unbelievably successful and by the way, it's not just with some air raid offense. 2021, over 3,000 passing yards, over 3,000 rushing yards. I mean, that's an amazing, incredible accomplishment. 
obviously this past year at Colorado. Well, Colorado was the talk of college football for the first half of the year. He was, quote-unquote, I don't know how to say it, I, I guess relieved of his play-calling duties or, or demoted from play-calling, but the, the proof is in the pudding. When Sean Lewis was calling plays, Colorado was averaging something like 34 points per game. When he wasn't calling plays, they averaged something like 20 points per game. Um, I've read and in doing the research on Sean Lewis that there were some that said he called like literally a perfect game against TCU in the opener. They started 3-0, and um, hit that rough patch. Eventually, Pat Shermer started calling plays at Colorado. That did not go well. Uh, but Sean Lewis, again, you know, look at the numbers. 34-plus points per game in seven or eight games as the play caller for Colorado. They went 1-11 a year ago, well over 400 yards of total offense. Go back to his time at Kent State, and he has really been a brilliant offensive mind. It'll be interesting to see how he envisions running San Diego State beginning in 2024 and what are his first priorities. Obviously, completing a coaching staff who stays on the staff, um, who comes from outside, who follows him from Colorado potentially, who joins him that might have coached with him previously at Kent State or Syracuse or in the MAC at Bowling Green. He was at Eastern Illinois about a decade ago. I think a lot of Aztec fans will remember the night Jimmy Garoppolo came to San Diego. That was a Dino Babers and Sean Lewis special at Eastern Illinois going back whenever that was about a decade ago at um, Qualcomm Stadium. So there's a lot, obviously, to address. First of all, San Diego State officially needs to make this hire. Secondly, a coaching staff has to be filled out. Thirdly, the transfer portal opens on Monday. <coughs> Excuse me. Fighting off a cold for about a month. Super annoying. Every single November in San Diego. This happens to me. And the portal opens Monday. What's interesting here is Colorado, over the last 48 hours, has had multiple quarterback decommitments. One of those quarterbacks, I don't have the name in front of me, someone could put it in the chat. One of those quarterbacks spoke glowingly of his relationship with Sean Lewis and what Lewis meant to him throughout the recruitment process. I don't know if it's as simple as saying, hey, there were quarterbacks committed to Dion and Sean Lewis in Colorado, and now that Lewis is gone, those quarterbacks are just going to follow Sean Lewis to San Diego State. I don't, I don't know, and maybe we'll find out in the days ahead, but I do know this. He will be able to bring in a quarterback that allows him to run his offense because he's, again, ran this prolific offense over the last 10 years with all types of acclaim. And it's not just, again, the passing game. It's not just that hyper-tempo offense, which he's known for. He's also been able to run the football effectively. Obviously, a great passing offense this past year at Colorado with Shador Sanders, 500-yard passing game after 500-yard passing game. To start the season, shoot, I mean, through two or three games, Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter were like two of the top five Heisman frontrunners um, in college football. So I think there's reasons for excitement. And a lot of Aztec fans asked for an offensive first coach. I said hire the best head coach. I think J.D. Wicker was able to check all the boxes with this hire. I really do believe that. He's able to go offensive first. He doesn't strictly go with a young up-and-coming coordinator who hasn't been a head coach. Sean Lewis was a head coach at Kent State for five years. And before you tell me he went 24 and 31, I'm going to tell you he played three Power 5 programs on the road every single year because of their financial resources or lack thereof. I'm going to tell you he went 2 and 10 his first year, was over 500 his last four years. I'm going to tell you he took Kent State to two of their four bowl games in the history of the program. I'm going to tell you he won their first ever bowl game 
in school history against a Mountain West team in Utah State when they had Jordan Love. So his accomplishments are very, very sound at Kent State. And then he left Kent State because I think he was up for the Cincinnati job and didn't get it and understood in that period of time. And I read this in The Athletic, so don't completely quote me on it. Um, but there was an article, the premise being back in September, like why did Sean Lewis leave a head coaching job at Kent State to go be the OC for Deion Sanders? And when he didn't get the Cincinnati job, he recognized that there were other coordinators in more high-profile positions that are, were then getting head coaching opportunities. And that's why he left for Colorado under the belief that it would lead to a better opportunity for him in the future as a head coach. And with all due respect to Kent State in the MAC, I think San Diego State is probably better positioned in the group of five for a number of reasons. Location, Southern California, stadium, Snapdragon Stadium, um, resources, financial resources, um, because of the you know television contract with the Mountain West, it's a larger TV deal than the MAC. Financial resources that Snapdragon Stadium will create for San Diego State now and into the future. Um, so there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons to like um, if you're Sean Lewis, you know, ending up at San Diego State. The Athletic, and I talked about this maybe Sunday night. The Athletic has been ranking open coaching jobs in FBS football, and as recently as today, San Diego State was ranked higher than. Syracuse, Indiana, it's another Power 5 vacancy, Oregon State, Oregon State, and Boise State, and just below Mississippi State. So the job below Mississippi State, according to The Athletic, not me, not according to me, but The Athletic, was San Diego State, higher than, again, Oregon State, despite the fact that they have those, quote-unquote, Power 5 resources and money, even as the Pac-2, Syracuse, right, where he had coached previously, Sean Lewis. He was no C for Dino Babers. And um, what I say, Indiana and Boise State. So this is a very appealing job. This is a very appealing job. J.D. Wicker said that two weeks ago. Um, some people didn't believe it. Um, I've been saying repeatedly for anyone that's been listening to me for the last seven years that this is as good as it gets in the group of five. The ceiling on San Diego State in the group of five is as high as any ceiling in the country. And that's why San Diego State has put themselves in position. They've been well positioned potentially for power five, um, you know, admission. And that's a whole nother conversation that we don't need to rehash here tonight. But San Diego State is well positioned. And most of you here in the chat understand as to why San Diego State is uh, well positioned. But I think J.D. Wicker was able to check the boxes with this hire. Offensive innovator, former head coach, high level O.C., understands modern football as a 37-year-old. He's been coaching throughout NIL and the transfer portal, has been able to win without resources, has also coached at one of the highest profile you know, jobs in the country over the last year at Colorado and seen the value of NIL portal marketing, um, selling, right? That whole how you package a program. And I think all of it is going to be of great value to San Diego State. Um, what does it look like in the future? Nobody can predict. I'm not telling you they're going from four and eight to 12 and 0 in the college football playoff next year. I don't know if he's going to be here for two years or 12. But what I can say is that you're not really thinking about a decade from now for your JD Wicker. You're thinking about putting your football program in the best position it can be in. And remember, he spent five seasons at Kent State. So he was not just, hey, let me get a head coaching job. And within two years, I'm out the door. He spent five years there could have left probably sooner than after five years. 
And, you know, if this is a three or four year hire and he brings you back to the top of the Mountain West and into a conference championship game, maybe you win a conference championship game, maybe you're vying for a playoff spot at some point between the next two and four years, then that's obviously a brilliant hire. And if he departs for quote unquote greener pastures, but you've put yourself in a position where you've won at a high level, then again, you're going to be in a spot where you are in good shape hiring your next head coach potentially after Sean Lewis. So it's intriguing. Um, you know, does he have ties to the West? only really to the Rockies, I guess you could say, with Colorado. Will he be able to recruit Southern California? Well, I think it's a big coup to be able to recruit Southern California. Will he be able to bring in a quarterback? I think the answer to that is is pretty obvious, and I think we'll see it in the days ahead with the transfer portal. Um, Will he be able to uh, reconfigure this offense? Yeah, I mean, that is his calling card and his DNA. What's he going to do with coordinators? We have no idea. Is he going to Protect the three-three-five, which has been a staple of San Diego State football for the last 15 years? I think there's reasons to believe the answer to that could be yes. Now we're going to hear from him. I have no idea. I'm speaking out of turn. I'm just speculating on it. But he, he again, is a disciple of Dino Babers. And Dino Babers has relied heavily on a three-three-five defense at Syracuse. Now he was just let go at Syracuse. But had relied heavily on a three-three-five defense at Syracuse the last couple of years. He had been hiring San Diego State products as defensive coordinators over the last couple of years, including Rocky Long this past year. Babers, by the way, is a San Diegan. That's an interesting name to consider as part of Sean Lewis's staff. Again, just speaking off the cuff, does he retain coordinators? Does Ryan Lindley stay in some capacity? Does Kurt Maddox stay? You know, Both of those coaches um, held in high regard. Obviously, Kurt Maddox has done an outstanding job as a coordinator at San Diego State. Um, you know, Ryan Lindley, I think to be fair, only got one season so far as OC, and they didn't have all the pieces they needed at this point to be successful. So does he remain on staff? And then from there, you have you know Doug Deacon, who's been a great coordinator. You have other coaches that have had a ton of success here. I mean, San Diego State's won a lot of games in recent years. You know, with this year, you know, obviously they took the step back going four and eight, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if some of the members of the staff remain. Of course, he's going to bring in um his own staff as well. And maybe you're going to mold and and mesh that together to come up with what works for San Diego state. But the, the more you read about them, the more you like it, the reaction from national media members, those that cover college football. And I think San Diego state fans in general today has been overwhelmingly positive, which is amazing in the social media era. And maybe you think it's a good hire. Maybe you think it's wait and see, maybe you think it's a bad hire, Whatever you think, put it in the chat. I'll, I'll get to the chat coming up here throughout the course of the evening. But it's hard to it's hard to take away what JD Wicker tried to accomplish here. Like this is a sizable swing, and there were other options that could have been good options. But this is a this is a big swing, I would say, that has real upside. And there were other options we heard about them. UNLV offensive coordinator. Now, he's younger than Sean Lewis and hasn't previously been a head coach. Doesn't mean he's not going to be a great head coach one day, Brennan Marion, or a great play caller. Tony White, nine years at San Diego State, could absolutely be a great head coach at some point in FBS football. Kenny Amatololo, um, apparently interviewed for the job, had a lot of success at Navy. And there were other names that have been sourced and reported or rumored or tied. And we'll never really know, right? And it's hard to judge a hire the day that it's made because we're still nine plus months away from the start of football season. And 
I don't think you judge a hire after one game or one season either. I, th- I think this will be over the course of a period of time to see the level of su- success that this brings to San Diego State and this, um, you know, and that Sean Lewis is able to have at San Diego State. But I think even if you're going to critique here, I think if you're being reasonable and fair, it's hard to be dismissive of a hire like this. And there are those that are going to tell you, well, he was relieved of his play calling duties. Why? And if you read up on that, I think you're going to find that most come to the defense of Sean Lewis. If you read what's being written like tonight in the Denver Post, Sean Lewis is being written about like, you know, what Colorado has lost here tonight is overly significant. What's being written in the in the Denver Post, I read an opinion piece, I forget who wrote it, that like this is a huge loss. This is a huge loss for Colorado and a huge win for San Diego State. That's what's being said on the ground in Boulder. And in Denver. So we'll wait and see. There's no guarantees in life, right? There are no guarantees. We don't know what success looks like for the Aztecs in 2024. What do you think success looks like in 2024? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Would you be happy with the Aztecs getting back to bowl eligibility next year? Like, I don't think it's overly realistic to say, well, they went four and eight, but now they made this higher. And if he's such a great hire, then they should go 11 and one, right? Like, that's not really how college football works. Of course, it can happen. There have been programs that have gone from two and 10 to 10 and two. It's absolutely happened, but it's not the norm. This was a four and eight program a season ago. Can they get back to bowl eligibility in 2024 under Sean Lewis? Can they compete for a Mountain West title? In 2024, what do you want to see from the Aztecs? Um, I think offensively, obviously, you're going to want to see a step forward. This is a team that in 2023, I want to say, was somewhere in the 110, 111 range in scoring offense in the country, around 20 points per game, 20 and a half points per game. So is it realistic to go from 111th in scoring offense to top 25 offense in college football? I don't know the answer to that. And, you know, you don't want to limit the potential of what Sean Lewis can do And you can really change over a roster in modern football. But this isn't going to be, even though he's coming from Colorado, this isn't going to be Colorado. There's not going to be 70 new scholarship student athletes. There's not going to be that absurd wholesale change. Now, if you follow college football, you know that 
there is a lot of change with most programs now. Portal, draft, graduation, eligibility, right? I mean, there's all types of things at all levels from Alabama down to the bottom of FBS football and everywhere in between. The, the change, is, change is the constant in college football and, and even more so now in this new era with the portal and with the impact of name, image, and likeness. So there will be change. And you've seen Aztec student-athletes already put their name in the portal. It doesn't guarantee, by the way, that they're going to leave. But there's, of course, going to be change. But I don't think it'll be complete wholesale volume overhaul because while there'll be change, if you look around the sport, there'll be change in a lot of places. I mean, a lot of places. And, you know, of course, they're going to hit the portal. Of course, they're going to hit the recruiting trail. Of course, some of the current players in San Diego State are going to transfer out. Of course, some of the players in San Diego State are going to remain here as well. And it will be really fascinating to watch how the roster ultimately is put together. And I think you'll begin to get a feel as soon as potentially Monday when the transfer portal opens and it'll be the complete wild, wild west in college football. I mean, that's where we are right now with NIL and the portal. And there's going to be change and expect it. And I think you need to embrace it a little bit. And I think Sean Lewis is a 37-year-old that's been coaching in this modern era through the pandemic into the transfer portal through NIL from group of five football to power five football, I think he's going to, he understands the importance. I mean, he's been at the center of NIL and transfer portal with Colorado. So he understands the importance. Now is San Diego State perfectly positioned to capitalize on name, image, likeness, on name, image, and likeness and transfer portal. That's a conversation that will play out and continues to play out. And I don't, I don't know how San Diego State's collectives compare to others in group of five football or the Mountain West. I just have no idea. I do know this. If you're concerned about the future of San Diego State athletics, football, men's basketball, and elsewhere, support the collectives. It's essentially as simple as that. And that's where we're heading with college athletics. And we've realized that. Maybe it changes at some point in the future. Maybe there's some type of legislation that's put in place in the future. But what it is now is important. Collectives are important. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. I think there's a, a number of factors that current players and potential players consider. And NIL is one of them. So you have to at least be positioned to be competitive against your peers in that space. And I think San Diego State continues to grow in that area. I think J.R. Tolver's done an amazing job at Aztec Link. And if you haven't checked them out, check them out. And I think Jeff Smith and others at the Mesa Foundation with San Diego State Men's Basketball have done an amazing job. And if you've been considering getting involved with one of these collectives and supporting them in some form or fashion, I encourage that you do it. I really do. And if you're considering how do I support San Diego State Athletics in a time where it's critically important to the university, um, then get involved, whether it's tickets, collectives, support, you know, in, in any way you can assist, um, it's of value. And it's just such a critically important time. Everything that's going on with realignment, the future of the college football playoff with the expansion um, the system was so closed for the group of five. It's now opening up because of access. One of those spots is guaranteed now for the group of five beginning in 2024. And it's not March Madness. It's not the NCAA tournament where there's an Ivy League participant and an SEC participant. But there is going to be a participant from the group of five. And there's no reason to think that San Diego State in the future, by making the right hires and by using their resources properly, can't position themselves to be in consideration for that group of five birth. And, you know, J.D. Wicker has said 
as much and others that have followed the trajectory of this program and those on the outside have said as much as well in terms of the future. And again, I'm not saying, hey, you hire Sean Lewis next year, you're going 12 and one and going to the college football playoff. But I think San Diego State has the pieces in place to be really successful short, medium, and long-term with football. And you look at the last 15 years, Rocky and Brady, and there's been a lot of success. There has been a lot of success, of course, um, with San Diego State. So it'll be fascinating. We'll see what we hear tomorrow. Uh, potentially, as again, what's being reported is Sean Lewis will be the next head coach for San Diego State's football program. Uh, I think we'll learn more about Sean tomorrow, about his plans, his vision, potentially even his staff, although that might be a little bit too soon. Um you know, his thoughts on the current roster and the student athletes here at San Diego State, what he hopes to accomplish via the prep route with recruiting. There'll be an early signing day coming up in December. The transfer portal will open on Monday. And I think we'll get a feel for his vision. And the first orders of business are what? I think we've we've gone through them. It is staff. It is recruiting. It is portal. It is Southern California recruiting, Right. And, you know, that, that's what we're going to see, I think, in the days and weeks ahead. And then we'll get into spring football and then we'll get into, you know, summer conditioning and fall camp. And then we'll take a look at the 2024 schedule, which is a whole nother conversation, by the way, because it could be changing because of what's being reported by Ross Dellinger today at Yahoo Sports, which is we could be within 24 hours, less or more. Probably this this week, we're learning about the futures of Oregon State and Washington State, and it does sound as if they will be tied to the Mountain West in some form or fashion with a scheduling alliance. What that means for the Aztecs is they might play both Washington State and Oregon State in 2024. They also have Cal Berkeley on the schedule as well for the upcoming season. Um, we'll see if all three of those games are played. That would be three power games, quote-unquote, for San Diego State, traditionally in the last decade, they've been playing two, one at home, one on the road per year. Will they play three next year? The Mountain West also is going to change from an eight-game regular season schedule to a seven-game regular season schedule, plus one. The plus one being either Washington State or Oregon State. Now, the Aztecs already had the Cougars on the schedule next year for Snapdragon Stadium, which means they're likely, according to this report, to also add Oregon State next year. And then they'll have seven other games within the Mountain West. So if they do play Oregon State, Washington State, and Cal, that's a very challenging schedule in 2024 for Sean Lewis. We'll see if that remains intact or not. But what it does mean is a couple of more opportunities potentially against quote-unquote power programs. It also means more revenue because what Ross Dellinger reported today, well, it's not you know what you were hoping for potentially with Power 5 football with an additional you know tens of millions potentially of revenue per year. This could increase revenues for Mountain West schools somewhere in the neighborhood of one to two million dollars per school per year, as long as this alliance lasts. So it's sizable money when you're getting three, four, five million in TV revenue and you can add one or two to it. It's money you didn't previously have. So I think that is a win for a program potentially like San Diego State. Again, is it the same win as getting into a Pac 12 that still existed with like an Oregon and Washington? Well, no, obviously not. But is it better than? The position that they've been in in the Mountain West without that one or two million dollars, I think um, most would say that it is. And again, in the future, by playing a schedule including Oregon State and Washington State, when you look at the landscape of Group of Five football, and there have been some really good programs out east, the Tulane's and the Liberties and the Coastals, but 
you look at the chances in the West with the Mountain West, especially with the Oregon State and Washington State being part of these schedules. And if you put together that special season, you're going to be in consideration is the thought for a berth in that expanded playoff. The, you know, if you can have the best season in the Mountain West, if you can win a Mountain West title, if you can take advantage of a scheduling alliance with the Oregon State and Washington State, you're putting yourself in a position where you have a chance in the future to maybe vie for one of those 12 spots in the college football playoff. Um, okay, I'm going to look at the chat here for the first time tonight. If you are here, please subscribe, all right? If you are here, please subscribe. Year-round content for Aztec fans, football, men's basketball, bit of a side hustle for me just because of my interest and passion in San Diego State Athletics. So if you support my work, if you're here live or on replay, if you wouldn't mind subscribing, it really means a lot to me. So please subscribe if you're here. Smash the like button for me. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer, uh, J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. I also want to thank someone that has um, been with us on YouTube previously on the Padres wrap-up show that I do with Jim Russell that I want to reintroduce to our audience uh, partnering with us here on the wrap-up show. This is presented, as I told you about earlier, by Higher Impact Financial. My buddy Eric Lanier who's a San Diegan. He's the founder of Higher Impact Financial, based right here in SoCal, financial planning firm. Uh, he has found in his research and experience that he solves two major problems for people that meet with him. The first is that he's found that too many people do not have a financial plan, or if they do, it's outdated. Okay, And the second is that most of us just don't have clear, defined financial goals. And without clear goals and the clarity needed to achieve them, we all end up stuck. And this is easy to do with money. Eric will help you build a straightforward but thorough financial plan. The link to his website is down below. If you're ready to get better results with your wealth, then you've got to set up a 15-minute call with Eric. Eric's firm is different than anything you've experienced from a financial advisor. What sets him apart is the questions he'll ask to discover what truly matters to you. So again, if you support the channel, if you want more information from a San Diego and Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial, click the link in the description down below. He is the title sponsor of the wrap-up show. Again, Eric Lanier, Higher Impact Financial. Click the link in the description down below for more information. And Eric, thank you for your support of the channel. All right, let's get back to it. Let me pull up some of these comments, like this one from Bob. Bob, good to have you in the chat tonight. He says, interesting if Lindley and Maddox stay. They were extended one year when Hoke retired. Excited about the portal and recruiting to a high-powered offense. Yeah, I believe J.D. Wicker said at his press conference after Brady announced his retirement, this is two weeks ago roughly, that Ryan Lindley and Kurt Maddox, as of the start of 2023, were on two-year deals. So 2024 would be the second year of their two-year deals. He said those deals would be honored regardless of what the future head coach plans to do with his staff and with his coordinators. So those deals will be honored. Those coaches will be paid. And we don't know whether or not they will remain on staff or not. That is something we would hope to learn, I would think, in the days ahead. Both highly respected coaches. Ryan Lindley, you know about his playing career, obviously, Aztec fans. Kurt Maddox, disciple of the 335 under Brady, you know, has had top 20 defenses at San Diego State previously. Last couple of years, defense took a bit of a step back. Team overall went four and eight. But Ryan Lindley and Kurt Maddox are very good coaches, and we'll see if there is room for them on the staff in 2024. Uh, Jeff the Crusher says he thinks it's a solid hire. Hope he can recruit. Uh, we'll learn more about his recruiting philosophy potentially as early as tomorrow. 
See, this is what I was talking about, Jeremy. Thank you for sharing this as well. Says uh, Denver Post is cursing the loss of Sean Lewis and that SDSU has made a fantastic hire. So that's boots on the ground, Boulder, Denver, watching CU games every single week. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. And it's not just what's being said locally in Denver and Boulder. It's what's being written about nationally as well. And if you read up, the more you read up on Sean Lewis, I promise you this, the more you're going to like Sean Lewis. Um, Talking Friars, what's going on, man? Great resource, by the way, for Padres fans. Talking Friars. Our buddy Ben Fadden says, uh, I think some fans will find this higher refreshing. Yeah, I think you've heard from the fan base. San Diego State's won for the last 15 years. Yet for a number of people, and I know this because I'm hosting pre and halftime and postgame shows for the last seven years, I know what people are saying. And for some, even when they were winning at a high clip, it wasn't good enough because of the manner in which they were winning. And I'd repeatedly say it's not a beauty contest, and you'd rather win 13-10 than, than lose 44-40. But for some, they want offense first. For some, they want to see a more prolific offense. And that's just some. I think the majority of the fan base, as this news came to pass, that Brady was retiring and San Diego State would be looking for a new head coach and would be you know, scouting with a blank canvas and could go in any direction, I think a lot of people were hoping for an innovator and for an offensive first coach. And I don't know if that was going to be a guarantee. I think J.D. Wicker wanted to hire the best coach. My guess is he he was able to accomplish in his mind both things the best coach for the job, and he also happens to be an innovator on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that is, for a number of Aztec fans, exactly what they were looking for in terms of the type of coach that was going to come on the Mesa. Uh, Billy, thank you. He says the future is bright. Um, talking for us here, Danny O'Neill, thank you. Three-star quarterback, decommitted, had a number of Power 5 offers. I don't have the list in front of me, but had to have 10 Power 5 offers. I think technically a three-star recruit. Was committed to Colorado, spoke glowingly of Sean Lewis, and has now decommitted. Now, is it as simple as putting two and two together to make four, and that means that Danny O'Neill is coming to San Diego and San Diego State? I, I don't know if it's as simple as that. I have absolutely no idea. But would it shock you if something like that occurred? Probably not. And again, this is something we potentially learn in just days with the portal opening up in a couple of days, and then the... Um, Again, early signing period at some point in December as well. Uh, Journey, thank you. Journey saying head coach experience and only 37 still. Yeah, that's really incredible, isn't it? I mean, five years. He was hired as a 31 or 32-year-old by Kent State. And his first year, they went 2-10. and 10, And from there on out, he was over 500 his last four years. And he's been no C at the Power 5 level multiple times, including this past year at Colorado. Connor. What's going on? we got a Beaver fan here. Connor, thank you. He says, a couple great hires from our universities today. Yes, I saw the hire that Oregon State made. The defensive coordinator is official. Do I have it right? Is it Danny Frey? I'm not overly familiar. Um, I'm going to find it, though, right now on social media. But, um, yes, I saw that hire. I know he's a highly respected coach. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Trent Bray. Trent Bray, 32nd head coach in Oregon State history. I mean, this is, these are interesting times for Oregon State and Washington State and San Diego State. And what I said the day that SC and UCLA left for the Big Ten, this is over a year ago, I said, if nothing else, there's a very high likelihood that San Diego State is playing a lot more of Oregon State and Washington State. And that has proved to be true already. Now, there was a non-conference game this past year in Corvallis between the Aztecs and the Beavers, which is a pretty decent game. Um, and Oregon State had a very nice year. Jonathan Smith has left. Oregon State's been very good. 
Uh, they expect to be very good in the future as well. They're going to fund their program like a Power 5 program, at least for the next couple of years. Um, so I know there's a lot of optimism, although uncertainty, in Corvallis. And um, I think Aztec fans, to some extent, can relate a little bit because it's just been a little bit of a ambiguous, I don't know if that's the right word. It's just been, um, there have been open-ended questions over the last year for fans of college football in the West with realignment, with the playoff, with NIL, with transfer portal, uh, with scheduling, with whatever, right? So I think some Aztec fans can relate to some of the experiences that Oregon State and Washington State fans have gone through over the last 12 plus months as well. And to Oregon State's credit, they put together a very nice year and are positioned, I think, moving forward um, to continue to be in a position where they can be, you know, among the better programs in the West and potentially vie for a spot in that expanded college football playoff. But again, Trent Prey, defensive coordinator, Oregon State, does not follow Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. He is the next head coach of the Beavers. Connor follows up by saying, um, did the host just say that Sean Lewis interviewed in Corvallis? I did not. I did not say that. Um, I, not to pile on here, if you heard John and Jim a couple of weeks ago, we got into a heated discussion with Derek Togerson, who's, who's great from NBC7 and super knowledgeable on San Diego sports. I just made the point, and Derek disagreed at the time, and that's fine. I mean, I disagree with Jim every single day, and he disagrees with me. And just because it's my opinion doesn't mean it's right. I made the argument that San Diego State was as good as any group of five opening. Um, or job, and then when there's a vacancy at San Diego State, you are going to be well-positioned, potentially, to capitalize. Derek didn't see it the same way I did. I said it was better than certain Power 5 jobs. Um, the Athletic kind of sees it the same way I did, which is they put San Diego State's job as better than Boise State, called it close, but said San Diego State's job was better than Boise State, and also said it was better than other Power 5 jobs. And again, this isn't me saying that it's better than the Oregon State job, and that's not the point I'm trying to make, but the athletic and ranking jobs at San Diego state was on par with a job like Oregon state, if not better. And you could argue that that's not definitive um, or better than the Syracuse job or better than the Indiana job and better than other group of five jobs. So I think it's a really good job. Chris Vanini writing a couple of weeks ago, you know, for years on years, people have said San Diego state's a sleeping giant job. I would say it's not really sleeping for the last 15 years because they've had five 10 plus win seasons in the last nine years. So, you know, again, these are what others are saying about the program. You know how I feel about the program, but this is what others are saying about the program. Uh, Maria, what's going on? Thank you for welcoming Connor. Um, let's see here. Connor saying, yeah, <laughs> boys get ready in two years. We'll get the call up and go to the big 12 together. Let's go. This I know. And I had Ross Dellinger today. He said, because I asked him like, you know, what's the future of San Diego State athletics and football look like in this modern world of college athletics with all the uncertainties and differences between the haves and the have-nots? And he said, listen, the, the top of the group of five is going to be, uh, I forget the exact word he used, but I'll just say fine. He's like, top of the group of five, when all this changes and everything comes to be, so to speak, and there's all, all this stuff that's going to happen in the future, but this idea that the Power Five is fully separating from the Group of Five and it's only going to be those programs in the Power Four, quote-unquote, and everyone else is going to be left behind. Ross Dellinger wasn't buying that. He said, you know, well-resourced programs that have commitments and desires to play at the highest level are going to play at the highest level. That was, I'm paraphrasing, but that was essentially his point. So there, this is one thing that I can guarantee. The one certainty 
with college athletics when it comes to realignment is there will be more realignment. There has never been a period in the last 75 years where realignment did not pop up every handful of years. And if you've followed it over the last decade, it's only accelerated its pace. And there are those that are in the right spot when the music stops. And there are those that have been on the outside looking in. And there were those that thought San Diego State was perfectly positioned, including myself. And there are those that thought the Pac-12 would never dissolve. And there were others that thought it may. Um, but I do know this. It's never over. It's always evolving. And all you can do is put yourself in the best position possible. West Coast football is viable, especially in a college football expanded playoff. And I'm not saying the Pac-12 is coming back tomorrow. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know that the investment San Diego State has made, and I think you could say the same thing with Oregon State with their facility upgrades and their winning and the way they're going to spend in this Pac-2 era potentially moving forward is that they're positioned well. And I don't know what the future holds, but if you invest, I think you're going to be on the right side of where college football and college athletics are heading into the future. That's what I would say. All right, let's see here. Uh, Journey says uh, it's for sure refreshing hire, agreeing with uh, Talking Friars. Uh, Clayton saying he couldn't be more excited for this hire. I was thinking Grub, but the timing would have been tough with UW still playing. Uh, Lewis checks the same boxes and is younger yet more experienced. Yeah, listen, Ryan Grubb with all, is an outstanding young coordinator, has a Heisman candidate at Washington. They're undefeated. It's been an amazing year. Clayton makes a really good point. The earliest possible hire of Grubb wouldn't be until Sunday, Saturday, they play Friday night. And even if you made that higher, if Washington was in the college football playoff, he would be coaching in the playoff. You would have to assume that's the whole point of coaching to kind of be in that spot. So would that put you behind the eight ball with the portal and recruiting, at least for 2024, potentially not that that's the end all be all. And Ryan Grubb could have been, and, and could still be obviously somewhere a fantastic hire, but you know, I, I do think when you compare Sean Lewis to Ryan Grubb, you know, it's a pretty good comparison for Sean Lewis. And again, I, I don't know everything about Ryan Grubb. I don't. And he could be a brilliant future head coach. And he might get a job this cycle. Absolutely. Um, as a head coach in Power 5 football or Group of 5 football. But it is an interesting point that, you know, would you be setting yourself back a bit if you hired someone that wasn't available until after the college football playoff? I think you would be probably impacting your ability to recruit uh, in 2024. Let's see here. I don't know the answer to this, Tom, but he grew up in San Diego, I think, according to Wikipedia. I don't know the answer to that. Do you know Babers? I'm not sure. Uh, let's see here. BC911 says, need to bring new staff, uh, O-line, D-line, OC, too conservative. I know this. There'll be changes to the staff. There's no such thing as hiring a new coach and then retaining the entirety of the staff. Now, I do think there'll be maybe some continuity as well, but there'll be changes because that's just how it works. I don't know what changes. I'm sure he'll meet with the coaches. I'm sure he'll meet with the players, but we do know this. Um, there'll be changes. Let's see. STSU Aztec says, John, rate the Sean Lewis higher on a scale from one to 10. I I'm not going to do that. If you've listened to me today on John and Jim, or if you've watched me here tonight on the wrap up show, you understand how I feel about the hire. Uh, you know, I think it's an excellent hire. I really do. So that's how I feel about the hire. I don't, I can't predict the future. I don't know if San Diego state's going, you know, 36 and two over the next three years. I, I have no idea what this is ultimately going to mean. Um, but I, I'm very encouraged by it. I'm very excited about it. And I think Aztec fans should be excited about the hire. And that's that's honestly how I feel about it. 
Let's see. I asked, you know, what are you hoping for next year? Talking Fire saying getting back to the top half of the Mountain West Conference. I think that's realistic. Obviously, San Diego State is never in this spot in the bottom of the Mountain West. I mean, this is completely atypical of the last 15 years. Um, so to go from the bottom to the middle or higher within a year, I do think is reasonable. To go from the bottom to the top within a year, again, I wouldn't want to set expectations where you say it's not possible when things are possible. We've seen things like that happen. I use Willie Fritz at Tulane as a good example, 2-10 and 10 to, what, 11-2 and two or something within a year, and then look at where they are the next year. So anything is possible, but I think you have to be reasonable and you have to have reasonable expectations. Like if Aztec fans, let's just hypothetically say San Diego State next year goes – making it up seven and five and there's not even gonna be eight conference games seven and five and five and three and you're in a bowl game and people say well they could they only went seven and five and you know what happened what happened to this that i said well, hold on you go plus three in wins from one year to the next in a 12 game schedule and you go from the bottom of the mountain west to you know tied for third or, or whatever that's real progress is the way i would see it and again i'm not saying seven and five is is all you can accomplish maybe you can go ten and two or better next year. But I'm saying, I think if you can get six, seven plus wins, you should be pleased, right? Considering the season that San Diego State is coming off. Stephen, thank you. Um, by the way, if you are here live or on replay, please subscribe. Um, that's all that I ask. If you are here live or on replay, please subscribe and smash that like button for me. Year on content for college football fans, college basketball fans, San Diego State basketball fans, San Diego State football fans. Steven says, uh, I'm excited about this hire because he will bring excitement back to our offense. The problem with Deion at Colorado is his ego gets in his way. Their loss is our gain. I don't know enough about the particulars or the dynamics, and I'm sure Sean will speak very positively on his experiences with Deion Sanders. I mean, that would be my, my guess and my speculation, but Deion has done things unconventionally, and some of it's paid off beautifully, and others haven't worked probably the way that they'd hoped they would, and it's hard to judge Deion Sanders higher right now. It's only been one season. Um, it, he deserves more of an opportunity than just one year. They were 1-11 a year ago. They're 4-8 and eight this year. They absolutely took steps forward. It's not a finished product. So, you know, the way Deion coached, though, at Colorado is not probably going to be the way Sean Lewis runs his program at San Diego State. And that's the same for any coach working for a head coach. When you get your own opportunity, you're going to put your staple on the program. So this isn't Colorado light, is my speculation. Sean Lewis isn't Deion Sanders. I'm sure there's some things that are you know, applicable, and I'm sure there's some other things that are going to be done in a completely different manner. I'm sure he's going to take the things that he thought made sense and apply them here, and the things that maybe don't make as much sense for him and leave those by, by the wayside. Larry Joe, what's going on, man? Good to have you in the chat. Uh, great supporter of us on the radio and on YouTube. Appreciate you hanging out, Larry Joe. He says the past couple of years, players had already been transferring out of San Diego State. A change needed to happen. Well, the, the change we've known about. I mean, Brady Hoke has said it's time. You know, I congratulated Brady on his career. I've had the pleasure of sitting down with him weekly for coaches' shows for the last four years. Brady's been nothing but phenomenal to me. I think he's an outstanding coach. I think his legacy is super secure at San Diego State. I think what he did in bringing the program back to the map in 2009 deserves way more credit than it receives. I truly believe that. Um, but the, the time is right, and Brady Hoke has said it, and you know, others have essentially said it, and. You know, this is a time where San Diego State is going to go through a change, and we'll see if they can capitalize on that change or not. 
SDSU Aztec says uh, to see what Arizona has done in the transfer portal in the last two seasons is impressive, no doubt. Hopefully San Diego State can catch some of that lightning in a bottle over the next few years. Yeah, Jetfish has done a really good job. And there's differences with all programs. Obviously, Arizona now heading for the Big 12 is different than San Diego State in the Mountain West. Colorado and their, all of them are different. All of them are unique. All of them have their advantages and disadvantages. So you got to put yourself in a position where you can take advantage of what you have to offer. That's what I would say regarding that. Let's see here. Joe, thank you. Joe says, Coach Deacon is probably one of the best special teams coaches in the nation. You'd be crazy to get rid of him. He's been phenomenal. San Diego State, from an analytic and metric perspective, has been among the best special team units across a variety of facets, right? Kick returns and punt returns and kicking game, et cetera. They've been one of the best special teams units in the country for the last decade. There's no question about it. Uh, Tom says the expectations should be be the best Mountain West team you can be. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and actually, I like the way you put that, Tom, because what San Diego State can't be is the best Big Ten team or the best Power Five team, or they need to be the best version of themselves. Okay, You, you have to be realistic, and you got to be able to be the best version of yourself, right? It's not SC. It's San Diego State. It's not Alabama. It's right. Each one has their own advantage and disadvantage. Some have more in their favor than others. Obviously, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the SCs, right? But you, you got to be the best team you can be given your current circumstance and situation. Is what I would say. Let's see here as we continue on. BC nine one one says Colorado tight end and second quarterback transferring. Maybe San Diego State change is good. Keep Deacon only. Thank you for the comment. Back to Steven, who says the school should lower ticket prices for a little while. I can't afford to go to games. J.D. Wicker said they will release information on that, by the way. In the weeks ahead, they are lowering ticket prices for 2024. That has been confirmed in conversations with San Diego State's athletic director. Bob says, would O'Neill be the favorite to start? Rather, some veteran competition and not much in the quarterback room on the Mesa. I don't, I don't know about that, to be honest with you, Bob, in terms of not much in the quarterback room. We haven't seen them. They weren't provided really with opportunities because you had a veteran quarterback in Jalen Maiden. It would be unfair of me to say that San Diego State doesn't have capable or competent quarterbacks right now in their quarterback room. I, I don't think that's fair to say. I really don't. And I bet Sean Lewis would say the same thing. I, I bet he'd want to talk to these student-athletes, um, work with these players, and come up with a plan of action that makes sense both for San Diego State and those players, I have no idea in terms of what they're going to do at quarterback, whether it's someone that's already here, someone that's a veteran quarterback in the portal, a prep player via high school. I have absolutely no idea, but it's something I'm sure people will be asking about beginning tomorrow. Uh, SDSU Aztec says the Mesa Foundation has received a few of my dollars this year. I've checked that box for 2023. That's good to hear. Let's see here. Um, continuing on quarterback room would have to step up. Look at Kent state videos. When he was the coach, it was impressive. He had a good offense in Colorado. Let's see. Oh, Maria talking about, I think ticket prices as well. Uh, yeah. Rest assured Aztec fans. I think ticket prices are being addressed for 2024. Um, so for those of you that say, Hey, listen, if it was a more affordable option for me and my family, I would be there. I think you'll be given that opportunity in 2024. So hopefully we see more of you in 2024. Jeremy saying, any thoughts on quarterback transfers that may come to San Diego State? How soon will you be able to get Lewis on the show? Keep up the great content, John. Go Aztecs. I'll work on it beginning tomorrow morning. So I'll be working on that. I promise you that. I'll effort for that for John and Jim. Uh, hopefully 
who knows, maybe tomorrow. Um, if not, hopefully uh, this week, absolutely. I don't have any thoughts on quarterback transfers because I, I don't. I just don't know. It's such a blank canvas. We haven't even heard from Sean Lewis. He hasn't yet even been introduced. So I, I have no real thoughts on that. There are so many quarterbacks in the country. Think about the 100-plus FBS programs, FCS2 with backups and transfers. I mean, there, there's literally dozens of combinations and options that will probably present themselves. I couldn't even begin to have that conversation, if I'm being honest. Let's see. Just trying to roll through a couple things here. Braden, thank you. He says, December 9th, basketball game will be amazing with mini banners and most likely Coach Lewis. Intro to SDSU fan base and his first chance to catch a hoops game. Okay, interesting. So San Diego State's next men's basketball game is on the road the next two, UCSD Friday, Grand Canyon and Phoenix Tuesday, and then home, is that December 9th? I think it's Saturday against UC Irvine. Crazy non-conference schedule, unbelievably um, put together in terms of challenging and the Aztecs so far have taken advantage at six and one, that, that would be really cool. I mean, we all know what the environment's like at VA house arena to be introduced in front of 12,400 plus at VA house arena, December 9th would be really, really cool. So hopefully we do get a chance to see that in the days and weeks ahead. Francisco says what happened to lucky Sutton was seeing the doghouse because he didn't play much or at all that few games. I'm not really certain as to the, running back room and in terms of touches and health and especially the last couple of weeks, because if I'm being fully honest, we've had three weeks of overlap and the last three weeks, because Ted's been calling football, I've been calling basketball. So I haven't even done the last three pregame halftime or post games of San Diego state football because I've been with basketball in Provo, Vegas, San Juan Capistrano. So I'm not fully certain as to what had been recently going on in the running back room. Was he fully healthy did they elect to go with Armstead because he was the hot hand? I, I'm not certain as to what was going on um, over the last couple of games, to be honest. Let's see. Yeah, Lush is saying hopefully he can recruit. I mean, I, I think that based on the successes he enjoyed at Kent State and some of the commitments he had at Colorado, there are a lot of reasons to believe he can recruit on the offensive side of the ball. We know San Diego State has been able to recruit the defensive side very well over the years. Uh, Clayton, thank you. Appreciate you hanging out. Really do. Uh, Vulcan, thank you. He says, thanks for your Aztec coverage. Hope this channel grows. Appreciate that. Yeah, again, if you're here, or just tell someone, if you wouldn't mind. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Instagram. Uh, a link anywhere. A anything really does help. It's a complete organic project that I think all time here since starting over the summer in the midst of conference realignment, I've probably only done how many videos? Someone could look it up. 10 or 20. And I'm going to do more content based on your support, essentially. And I, I've been doing more if you've been following the channel over the last couple of weeks. I've probably done this three or four times. I'm trying to provide at least weekly content. More than that, as we roll through basketball season with multiple games in a week, more hopefully in the days ahead with this Sean Lewis hire, talking about the portal, talking about recruiting, talking about 2024, talking about the coaching staff. So if you want more of it, um, would appreciate your support, really would. Fernando says he likes to hire. I had my eye on the Arizona offensive coordinator, but I'm just as excited about this hire. I don't know a ton about the Arizona offensive coordinator. I do know they've been one of the hottest teams in the country, and Jed Fish has done a really remarkable job coaching via the portal and just turning around that program over the last couple of years. 
let's see. Clayton says it's not about wanting to see better offense because it's fun to watch. It's that you can't win in minor football with an incompetent offense. Yeah, fair. I mean, listen, San Diego State's won a lot of games, not solely with their defense, but with a top 10 caliber defense. They've won a lot of games with a top 10 caliber defense over the last 10, 15 years. <laughs> SDSU Aztec says very excited on my scale would be at least a nine. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, thank you, Andre. Great to have Andre here from the East Village Times. Great resource for Aztec fans. He says, uh, Babers played at Morse High in San Diego. Thank you. I did not realize that. That is very cool. Fernando's saying he hopes this hire increases attendance and we can have a full house at Snapdragon. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you got a, a great, great stadium, you know, pound for pound, seat for seat at its size, as good as you're going to get in the country in FBS football. I've been to a lot of these stadiums and there's a lot that are nowhere near the scope and the you know amenities and it's just phenomenal to have a facility like that for your football program it's phenomenal so i fernando i think there's a lot of people that that agree with that um not post-game lunches but more previews or maybe a day after because i do post game on the radio and you can find those by the way by searching for the aztecs wrap-up show on the iheart radio app but by the way, every video that I post here on YouTube, if you click the link in the description down below, I also post the podcast edition. So if you want the audio only edition, like that's how I am sometimes with YouTube. I love YouTube. I watch a zillion videos on YouTube, but sometimes I just want the audio because I'm driving or I'm working out or I'm running or whatever. If you want the audio only edition immediately after I do a show on YouTube, I post it to podcast platforms. So click the link in the description down below and you can get the podcast edition of this show. It's just the audio only edition. So if you if you don't want it on YouTube because you like listening, you fall asleep to something, you don't want the video on, you don't want to use your phone battery, you know what I mean? You can use the lock screen with audio. You can't really do that with video. If you want that, if you want the podcast version, oh, my light just went out. One of my lights just went out. Um, if you want the podcast edition, you can um, click that link in the description down below. Um, Tom, just what we've been talking about. I don't know specifics, but prices will be going down in certain sections at Snapdragon per J.D. Wicker, um, what he has been speaking on at least over the last couple of weeks. SDSU Aztec says, thanks for the ticket price info. The decrease in price along with more prolific offense will help fill the seats at Snapdragon and improve the visuals on TV. Yeah, I, th I think that's accurate. I think that's accurate. Uh, thank you, Andre. See, this is... this is Andre, do you want to do the channel with me? I should... I honestly should... If you want to hop on for five minutes, I can send you an invite link. But he says, Lucky got hurt towards the end of the season and pretty much missed the rest of the games. That's what I kind of remembered that late in the year. Because they were they were going with him. They were giving him some opportunities. And he was taking advantage in the middle of the season. Didn't play much the first couple of weeks. Got some opportunities for a few weeks there in the middle of the season. And then, thank you, Andre, letting us know that he got hurt there. Final couple of weeks. Yeah, this, I know, is a facetious and comical and is not happening. And Lushy says, I follow the YouTube radio show. Is it the same for post-game basketball? The YouTube here, I will say this, guys, real quick. And Andre, who's can probably relate to some of this. Um, I, I have content in so many places that it's hard for me even to keep up with the content, which is so stupid. But um, he follows the YouTube radio show. Is it the same for post-game basketball? No, post-game basketball is on the iHeartRadio app. Search for the Aztecs wrap-up show. And you will get all those shows. I talk to Brian Dutcher post-game. I talk to a player post-game. I break down the game. Um, so, But if you're looking for more basketball content, subscribe to this channel. 
If you want my post-game recaps of San Diego State basketball, search for the Aztecs Wrap-Up Show on the iHeartRadio app, and that's where you're going to get it. Um, Jim, that's the speculation. They're, they've announced a, a major announcement for tomorrow morning. So that is the speculation. Thank you, Andre. See you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. And yes, Robbie, you're right. Absolutely. Andre's great for Aztec fans. Does a great job. Um, knows a ton about football and basketball. Does a really good job covering the program. So make sure to give Andre a follow. And he says, appreciate that. So anyway, much more on this. Uh, tomorrow on John and Jim, um, San Diego Sports 760, iHeartRadio app. Also on YouTube, you can search for John and Jim 760 to find our radio show, heard 3 to 6 Pacific every single weekday. And much more on this as well coming up right here on the wrap-up show on YouTube. So again, please subscribe. You're on content for Aztec fans. Hit the like button for me as well. And follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer, J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. Reportedly, Sean Lewis will be the next head coach at San Diego State. Again, running one of the more prolific offenses in the country, whether it's been at Colorado for the first half of this year or Kent State over the last four or five years or at Syracuse with Dino Babers um, in previous stops as well. San Diego State um, hoping to upgrade that offense and hoping to do so again with the hire, at least the reported hire again of Sean Lewis. Um, appreciate you guys. I really do. Really do. So thank you guys for hanging out tonight in the chat. Hopefully that was somewhat insightful or interesting or informative for Aztec fans. I, again, I think there's a lot of excitement. I really do. Um, I don't think everyone knows everything about Sean Lewis, and that's reasonable, right? I mean, you know, you have to follow college football to understand some of the nuance within it. But when you do the dive, when you take the deep dive and you understand the job that Sean Lewis has done at various stops, it's really impressive. Again, does it guarantee future success? There's no such thing as guaranteeing future success. But I think if you take a look at the resume, his accomplishments, and the hire that J.D. Wicker has made here, I think that this is a really savvy hire that has a chance to pay real dividends for San Diego State. And hopefully we learn more at some point tomorrow morning. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us here on the wrap-up show presented by Higher Impact Financial. Thank you, Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. For more information, click that link in the description down below. Join us tomorrow on John and Jim, 3 p.m., San Diego Sports 760, YouTube, and the iHeartRadio app. My name is John Schaefer. You've been watching the wrap-up show. Thanks for hanging out and have a good night. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.